0: Hello on this balmy November day that we're having today, we are back Matt Men podcast live in your life and in your earballs. Today we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but I want to ask you before we even begin today, Matt, how much do you love this time of year?
1: Um from my birthday on, my birthday September 28th. From my birthday on, it is my favorite time of the year. I love the fall. I love the winter. And um, yeah, especially like mid-October on, it's just great. I, I actually get kind of upset when it's this time of year and it's not cold. I, I, like, I like the cold. Uh, and a few years ago, we took a trip up to Indiana for Christmas, and it was like negative 12. After like three straight years of it, not going under 65 here. And everyone's like, oh, you must have been so cold. It's like, no, no. I I walked around with like a, a zip up cardigan and that was it. I loved it. I love the cold. I've always run hot. My kids run hot, you know, and we just, we really like the cold. I love shooting. Like my favorite shooting weather is overcast and like 58 degrees.
0: All oh, that was the wrong answer. The right answer is spring and summer. Mattman Movies no. Podcast starts. I now. hate the spring. Hate the spring. Well the spring hates you too Fred but that's okay we don't have to love everything all the time we both lived in LA where there was no season so at least we actually get to see yeah. something going on Well
1: you know what when, yes. when I when I when I lived up in uh Arrowhead mm-hmm. Big Bear you know, technically, he was running Springs in between the two. Yeah, um, we actually had a really nice fall and winter up there. We we got snow. We got a lot of snow. Um, and during the fall, we it would get so foggy, like you couldn't see two feet in front of your face. Mm. Like, well. One Christmas
0: morning, I walked down to the uh, New Beverly to watch Django Unchained, and I believe I did that in a t-shirt and jeans. So um, (laughs) in the city was a little bit different. We've got a lot to discuss today here on the show, up to and including Netflix, Disney, and all such things. But we start off at the top. As always, Wakanda forever. Champion at the box office for a couple of weeks now doing well, though there was a 72% drop off, I believe on the second week, but that's the way it goes. Sometimes. What do you think about them reigning at the box office? What's going to topple them? Was there anything that could even beat them? That's out right now.
1: Of course not. Like, I mean that I, I had to ask it, but I mean, it's like the dumbest question I've ever asked. Like, yep. Why is it Marvel, fourteen years into them, like single-handedly holding up the box office, succeed again? Crazy, yeah. Like, really, they've only had a couple of whiffs, like big whiffs, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I I think probably their biggest one, uh, critically has been Thor: Love and Thunder, and that still made like seven hundred million dollars. So, like, mm-hmm. the the real question is, okay, so the next one that will topple it's Avatar. Like, duh right and oh, after this last after this last trailer that movie is going to make 3 billion dollars it'll be the first 3 billion dollar movie market down right now but the funny thing is he says it has to make 2 billion to break even
0: how insane what? is that
1: why are we doing this also okay so i watched the newest trailer and maybe the movie's different but the newest trailer basically shows you have this main guy who's an outsider from a warrior clan who goes to meet these weird blue people this time you know they're uh, they're different blue people than him Mm. right but he meets blue people and falls in love with the girl who teaches him their ways he assimilates to their ways and then has to fight off humans and their machines with like their natural weaponry that sounds literally like the first movie right yeah Mm -hmm. and maybe the movie's different maybe it's not it still looks like it's going to be you know just breathtaking Mm -hmm. but if it's if if that's what it is if that's what the movie is then um the james cameron really does deserve everything because he will have given you a plot that it's no secret i'm not saying something that no one said before but the first movie was kind of talked about for being a lot like some other movies in terms of the plot. Sure. Sure. Right? Um, but that kind of doesn't matter. It's about the presentation with him. Right. And the characters, like if you like the actors and you like how he's presenting it, you're going to care about that more than if you've seen the story before. Mm-hmm. Cause then we go back to the, like there's only seven stories, but if he does this and he, avatar two is basically just avatar one, <laughs> And it makes three billion dollars. Then, like at, at this point, he deserves to rule the world because mad
2: genius. If he if he
1: if he can pull this off, and I'm pretty sure he can, because like my buddy Dax, um, said, you know, like like he's figured out a formula. He's figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's and he's like the only one who knows it because everything he does hits every single. Like, has there been? And I was actually thinking about it this morning because I was literally watching an interview with him this morning. Has there ever been another director? who has had this level of uh, success up to bat like he hasn't had a miss his biggest miss is the abyss and everybody loves the the abyss Abyss.
2: (laughs) (laughs) right and
1: that's it and that's his biggest miss right Mm -hmm. has there been another director with this kind of track record And he's only made like what like eight movies seven movies
0: yeah, short of the greatest of the greats. No, I guess not. I, I don't think so. No, no, but,
1: but no, but that's what I'm saying. Even they have lesser movies. Has there been someone else who get like his first movie, well, except for Piranha 2, which is his first movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he was even fired off of that if I remember. I think he was fired off of that. I believe you. Okay. Um but after that he did Terminator Right. Mm-hmm. And then he followed up Terminator with Aliens, which is, I think, the best sequel ever made, because not only does it continue the story, make the story bigger and more complex, um, it's completely different stylistically from the first one, but feels like it's in the same universe. So it gives you a completely different story and doesn't feel different. Right. I get you. Best, yep. se- best sequel ever. OK, then he does The Abyss. Then he does Terminator 2. True Lies titanic avatar he has not missed and i i in film school people were like "Being like oh james cameron's god i'm like hey stop it you know we got spielberg <laughs> and now i'm looking at it, it's like
0: maybe he doesn't miss maybe, maybe they were right he doesn't miss yeah i've been fascinated just because it started to hit the headlines again he did a. Did, were you watching the gq video was that the interview video that you were watching? where he him?
1: goes through his mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the balls on this guy
0: i, I love it it's he, crazy where
1: he where he's making he's like after his technically like not his first but really his first movie being Terminator, right? right. Yeah, yeah, that's not really like even though it's success, it's not like cemented you to have giant balls, right? Sure. And he's saying, "Hey, you don't want to make the movie I want to make? Fine, I'm going. I'm leaving. He just like goes to Hawaii.
2: <laughs> like,
1: I can't imagine the, having that the, that capability." The, the kind of chutzpah this guy has and then like completely backs it up. He's the guy that you hate is always right and knows he's always right. Where he's Mm like, "Uh, you know, this is how things are. And you're like, oh, you're such, you're such a douchebag. And then it's like, no, he was right. And he knows it. And that's what I hate. I hate the fact that he's never wrong. Yeah. That's, that's him. It's incredible. and Yeah. That GQ thing is fantastic. Mm -hmm.
0: Speaking of people that apparently are never wrong. Disney has brought Bob Iger back into the fold. Things have switched. On on like a Sunday night. so weird. This whole thing is weird. I don't get it. So talk to me about what the repercussions of this are. Why are we being somebody back from the past? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Go.
1: Okay. I saw something on Twitter that was making fun of this. And even though it's done in jest, it wouldn't surprise me if it's not too far off from the truth, right? Where Bob Iger you know, he ran it from, what, 2005 until yep. like two years ago. Right, right. He ran it for 15 years. Okay. So someone said, you know, the current head probably went to, uh what's his name, Um James Cameron and said, hey, uh, so we're going to do Disney Plus in 45 days. And he's like, no, no, <laughs> we need like seven months. Yep. And he's like, no, we're doing 45 days, Disney Plus. And he's like, okay. And then he makes a phone call and all of a sudden Bob Iger's back.
0: I mean, can you imagine thinking about, I mean, I don't, are you, is that a real scenario? It
1: it almost seems, I think it's a, it's a combination of a bunch of things because they also announced like a hiring freeze.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: And, and it's like, wait, you're the only company that's like making money right now. And even you're having trouble. Okay. There's something going on. And it seems like maybe there was a push. Like, I'm not saying there's any truth behind this at all, and it was a joke, but it's so plausible that it happens right before Avatar comes out. Right. Right. Right before. Av- like, their biggest thing, they're going to get rid of the captain of the ship right before their tentpole comes out. Like, that. that's a little weird. And it could have been the fact that he wanted to push it to disney plus so fast
2: you know?
0: that's just a terrible idea <laughs> it just couldn't be yeah. any more ridiculous how do you not understand after top gun last year or this last year i, I how how you don't see that this year. no yet. yeah yes this year does the, yeah. the years even matter anymore i don't even know no they don't <laughs> um.
2: <laughs>
1: but y- yeah it, it's like if there's any movie like spectacle is what gets people into the theater and yep. this looks like the biggest spectacle be, ever the
0: biggest and the best yeah
1: Like I watch, I started the trailer on my laptop and I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. I stopped it like 30 seconds, like 20 seconds in. And I'm like, I got to watch this on my big 4k TV. Yeah. Like the bigger I see this thing, the better, like, yeah. Like say what you will about the story. The guy knows how to, to craft things, you know? And I I don't know why, why Bob Iger was announced as coming back at like, Seven o'clock in the evening on a Sunday, but it's real weird. It's re- like real weird.
0: Set the tone for an, uh, a very odd odd week, that's for sure. How about this news that Ice Cube lost out on a major motion picture role because he wouldn't get the COVID shot? Big deal, little deal, no deal. What do you think?
1: Uh, it's a big deal for him. You know, <laughs> well, uh, sure. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I think I think the we're career. at that point yeah. where we've gone past the at at this point, if you believe in masking and vaccine, or if you don't nothing, anyone on the other side says is going to convince you otherwise. Certainly right? not. Right. Like, like if I believe like if I'm wearing three masks into a place and like, I, I actually really did just get my booster yesterday. Um. Now, if, if I'm the kind of, if I'm a three masker, right. Right. There's, there's nothing, that could convince me to not do that. Also, if I believe that this was created by the government to destroy whatever for for no reason, right? Mm. Um like like there there's nothing that could convince me it it wasn't a conspiracy theory because everything would just say, ah, that's what they want you to think. Of right? course, yeah. That's so, so the easy like, out. Right. So I think we've all moved past that where where there's no more can you believe it's like if they're over 50, probably like, like, right. Like it's just, you assume they're probably a little anti-vax, anti-mask. Sure. Right. Um, So I, I don't think it's going to affect anything except for him on this particular project. And if uh we're still doing COVID protocols in a year, he might not get something next year. You know?
0: Right. Yes, I agree with you. Um, uh, this is also the segment of the show where I like to call white guys talking about things that they probably don't <laughs> know about, but you can understand in a greater sense. Uh, we'll work on the title on that. Uh, but also, any black person in America that is apprehensive about getting shots from the government has every right to be apprehensive, and I would never question that in any way, shape, or form because of the history 100%. that they've had to deal with. So.
2: Yeah, 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 100%. Disclaimer.
1: No, and th- th- but that's what I'm saying. It's like no because of the history there yeah. right no matter what you say you could promise all day and night you know oh this is 100% safe we're not screwing you this time yeah, exactly <laughs> right it's
0: <laughs> no no no, of, no 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 of course yes <laughs> of
1: course there's apprehension there right of course uh, uh yeah uh, like does that mean that i think that's what's going on no but also, I can say, yeah, I'd I'd be hesitant too. Yeah, you know, um, so so yeah, it, but I, I think we've moved past the you know clutching our pearls about it, and everyone's <laughs> just like, I gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Do you want to work? On, then this honestly, is what you gotta do. Honestly, by May of 2020, even though I think May of 2020 broke this country in a fundamental way. <laughs> Uh, there was something about just, you know, having been in quarantine for a couple of months and then uh, starting to lift it right before Labor Day and then saying, guys, guys, don't do that because everything's going to go crazy if you get mm-hmm. together on Labor Day. And it did. It um, I think there was some, there was that timing in it and that back and forth because we didn't really know what was going on with it that kind of broke the country and broke everybody's brains. And at this point, like, there's no need to clutch pearls about anything everyone knows where everyone stands now right you know
0: uh one more person in the news in the media this week which uh always makes my heart very full Quentin Tarantino is out promoting the new book that he's written man he is everywhere everywhere man he was on Tom Segura's show I was like holy crap I was that's watching crazy that, yeah. uh uh so uh he's hit the the news uh he's made some news as he's traveled across this uh here land of ours he sat down with Elvis Mitchell had a few choice words to say about a few things what has been your favorite uh, Tarantino new latest news round uh going this time
1: uh i really liked him on howard stern
0: yeah that's what i was going to say i I've his, his
1: his howard stern interview was fantastic um the the story about um what was it uh getting bruce willis Mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction was really interesting because imagine being him, where he's had a ridiculous success off of his first movie, and then on your second movie having to tell, like you said, Bruce Willis, the third largest star on the planet. Uh, I know you said you wanted this first character, and I already said <laughs> no. I yeah. got to say no on the second, and then Bruce respecting this guy enough, this this young nobody, really, yeah, for sure. At the time, he had one hit you know, but, you know, so did Troy Duffy. (laughs) Uh, Right. (laughs) Um, That's true. Yeah. So the fact that Bruce Willis didn't just tell him to go F off, right? And he's like, no, you got to do what's right for your movie. And I get it. And basically just wanted him to make the best movie he could because he enjoyed his first movie so much that because there's been a lot of weird and bad press about. Uh, about him over the years, and of course, yep, you know, and to hear something like that, it's kind of amazing, you know, it's kind of great because he didn't, especially at that point, he didn't have to be that gracious to him at all, you know, yeah, at all. And like Tarantino even said, the uh, the agent who was like, you know, what my guy's last movie was. You know, that's a valid point. Uh, that's uh, a real yep. valid point,
2: mm-hmm.
1: especially when you're selling a movie that's as objectively weird as Pulp Fiction is, because Pulp Fiction, especially at the time, there was nothing really like it, you know, that told things out of order and, mm-hmm. you know, had all this hipster dialogue. Yelp. Like, And like, why are we wasting four minutes talking about milkshakes, you know, even though it says a lot about the characters, right? Um, yeah, for something that weird, uh, for him to to have that kind of pull was kind of cool
0: that is that was cool have you read the book yet no no i i haven't either i'm certainly looking forward to it a little bit more than the last time since this is actually an essay book more than like a narrative story uh one of the stories apparently that he tells in there that i cannot wait to see how he kind of breaks it down is what if paul schrader directed taxi driver instead of scorsese and Ooh. how the careers change, and you know, like the trajectory, and what you know, it's kind of there's some things in there about what maybe has he did wrong, a different kind of thing. So I'm really fascinated uh, to to read some of his mm. observation and things. Quite honestly, I even enjoyed his story about when he met his lady. Like you know, like they yeah. met the one night, Dan that was, was like a hours, great story. and then you know, six years later, they it, it just happens again. So I, yeah. I, everything about that has been it's been a blast. I love that he's doing the podcast. I hope he keeps doing that. I like having him in our lives. He's talked about his a uh, little option to maybe do a streaming show or a mini series online before he does mm-hmm. his final tenth movie so he can do one extra project but that's not counted as a movie. So that was also revealed during this tour as well and that's very exciting. he also
1: he also um uh, he said a couple of things that was that were really kind of cool where he said he watches his own movies. Oh for you know, sure like, I'm making watching. it for me. <laughs> and then like first of all more people do that than will admit it and i'm glad he said it second um the fact that he finally said hey uh the best movie i made was once upon a time in hollywood mm-hmm. it's like yeah it pr- probably is all like it all, has yeah. oh god yeah every time i see that movie it gets better
0: i agree completely
1: my like, pulp fiction some- i love And at the end of the day, that one's going on his tombstone, right? Yeah. Like if there's one he's going to be remembered for, it's Pulp Fiction. It had the biggest hit and effect on our our culture, except for maybe Kill Bill Volume 1. Um, that That one hit really hard too. But Pulp Fiction is the one he's going to be remembered for. But that one, how I feel about that movie hasn't changed from the first time I saw it, right? I loved it, and it was cool and hip, and... I've noticed a couple of new things in there since, yeah, but it hasn't evolved like something like uh, Eyes Wide Shut has, you know, where the way I view Eyes Wide Shut now is very different from when I saw it at the premiere. For sure. Right. And once upon a time in Hollywood, when you and I left the theater, I was like, I think it's his best character work, but I didn't care for the narrative. Right. And I was kind of out of it. Then I saw it a second time and I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, it's definitely his best character work, but I don't, it, it's so good. I don't care about the narrative now. And every time I watch it, it gets deeper. The performances get better. I notice new things. And that, yeah, that one, that's, that's his best, I
2: think.
0: New segment time on Matt Men Movies podcast. We are going to play a little bit of 20 questions. So, our idea. Or this segment of the show is just to get to not necessarily know each other because I probably know 90% of your answers and you probably know 90% of mine. But, you know, just kind of throw some random movie questions at each other and see where we stand today. All right. Ideas are very arbitrary. They change from day to day. So who knows if your answer today will be the same as tomorrow. But I want to give this a whirl. My question to you is do you want to do a me one, you one? Or do you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I will start out. And I'll give you a random one to start off with. My question to you, Matt, Daniel Day Lewis or Lawrence Olivier? Daniel Day Lewis. Why? Why, sir? Um, I
1: I see less process in it. Ooh, okay. When when he inhabits it, like I I Lawrence Olivier, I see uh someone who has gotten very good at acting. Uh like very good. Mm-hmm. And you can appreciate the craftsmanship. Daniel Day-Lewis is that character. Like um, Bill the Butcher. Yeah. Is, even though he sounds kind of like Daniel Plainview, they couldn't be more different. And I I don't, like Daniel Plainview feels like, and, and part of it is also, in that movie at least, PTA's writing because PTA creates these characters that he can flesh out so well doing so little and Daniel Day-Lewis in that movie it feels like it almost feels like a a documentary where people are, you're just watching this person beat him, you know, you're not you're not watching an actor um, and also I'm going to go with him because it's uh simply for there will be blood because i think the more and more i think about it and the more and more i see it i'm starting to think it might be the best american movie of all time like Mm -hmm. it's just it's perfection and it's like you know it's his movie it's his movie
2: okay
0: your
1: turn favorite actor director pair
0: i love this question there are so many great ones and I, I, I thought of one the other day, and I yes. sent this to my buddy Dax. Mm-hmm.
1: And the first one he mentioned was the first one I mentioned. I'm wondering if it's going to be the same with us. And if not, I, I know it's in, like, your top three, mm. probably.
0: If I'm going to go with actor pairs, I'm going to go with Paul Thomas Anderson and John C. Riley, Or Phil oh, Seymour Hoffman. Those are good. That's what I'm gonna those go Those are with. good. I I adore those pairings. I, there's never a time that you could say they did anything together and then I wouldn't show up and watch that.
1: Philip Seymour Hoffman and The Master might be the best performance of all time. Like yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: yeah.
1: Um, I, I went with Tarantino and Samuel L. Jackson. That, that's my yep. favorite pair. I that love that. That was the that
0: first pair. thing that hit here, and I was like, I <laughs> okay. oh, let me try to think of something <laughs> else that. And, and, and that's what Dax said. <laughs> I'm like, okay,
1: no wonder I'm friends with the both of you guys, because I knew it was gonna be up there for you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I go, I go with there. You know, I'm thinking who might be with Kubrick, but I don't guess. I, you know, I mean, and this is Stellar a discussion maybe. for,
1: and this is a discussion for later, um, not now, but maybe next pod. Uh, who had the better pairing, Scorsese and DiCaprio, or just Sc- Scorsese and De Niro? Mm. We'll talk and, about that another time.
0: I love that. Yes, yes, I love. Okay, yes. Because okay, I, I think
1: know. there is a definitive answer, but it's close. All right. Excellent.
0: All right, mine—the first, or it can be the most recent movie that you were disappointed in seeing when you you saw it for the first time. So you're excited about it, and then it disappointed you.
1: Okay, I you know what? This is great because I had that as my fourth question too. Your big (laughs) biggest disappointment, and then actually, and then it kind of goes in with my third question, which is first movie you got angry at. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so for me, the first time I ever felt really disappointed in a movie. Um, I saw it in the theater day it came out. It was Back to the Future 3. Oh. Because at at the time, I was not a fan of westerns. Because I was a kid, Mm -hmm. and I grew up, you know, sci-fi nerd.
2: Yeah.
1: So I I saw it when I was like seven, I think, when it came out. Seven or eight. And I left, and, and I love this second one. I still think the second one is one of the best scripts ever written. It's just so tight. And the ending of that movie had the trailer for the third one. I was like, I'm not a big Western fan. But this looks awesome. I remember. And that. then I'm like, why? Why are we focused on this love story the whole time? Like, there's no sci-fi ness. Like, there's not. And then I'm like, wait, why does the mom look exact? Like, she's not related <laughs> to them, <laughs> right? And then it's like, wait, they need gasoline. He came back in a car. He has gasoline. It's parked over there. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And there, there are just a few plot holes I had problems with that uh, Bob Gale actually addressed in an interview like eight years ago and completely made me change my opinion on the movie. And now
0: I absolutely love that movie.
1: Mm. But that was my first big disappointment. What about you?
0: I don't remember my first big disappointment, but I can tell you one of the high watermarks of a disappointment for me was Alejandro Jodorowsky's third film, uh Santa Sand Creek. And I tell you okay. that because I was... Couldn't have been any higher on Jodorowsky. Holy Mountain and El Topo, to me, are still peak filmmaking and the weirdest artist sense in the world. I watched them basically both at the same time. They were the the world to me. And I was like, oh, whatever else this guy does, let's see what he does. So in the 80s, I'm thinking, oh, you know, you're going to do some crazy, wonderful stuff. And maybe I just wasn't in the right mindset for it. There was midgets involved and all kinds of other things. But I really thought that he was a great filmmaker, but turned out he was just a wonderful weirdo that made two really good films. Because I've seen his other (laughs) films since then. No disrespect to Jodorowsky. He is God. But it's still just those two films. Anything since then, eh, I don't know. But I'll also tell you my most recent one was, and we've talked about it, and it's still sad to me. And it's popped up recently, and I guess I'm going to have to go back and watch it. But Licorice Pizza. Man, when I left that movie, it hurt my feelings so bad because it just... It didn't work for me, and I, I had such high hopes because it's PTA, and it's still a good movie because it's PTA, but it just was not what I was hoping for at all.
1: Yeah. Mm. All right, who's starting? is it? Uh, well, okay, what was the first one you
0: got, you remember getting angry at? Ah, the first movie I got angry at? Oh, boy. It probably would have been <laughs> Next of Kin the uh movie with uh patrick swayze or, or yeah. their brothers and stuff and i don't know there was just something about that movie i was it was like i was hoping it was going to fit in a cheesy hall of fame with my stallones and my van dams and i went to it with my buddy and he was like oh this is it and i'm like this is fucking all you've got for me what is going on right now and everything <laughs> and every time i was just like oh my god this is terrible what are you doing to me right now and i was very, i was very angry and um He was embarrassed for a few days, and now we just have jokes about it because we still laugh about that stupid, terrible fucking movie.
1: Okay, I think to get back on track, I have to do two in a row from you. Hit
0: me. Go for it.
1: No, no, you have to give me two in a row.
0: Oh, I got to do two in a row. Oh, all right. All right. Because I asked you to. Fuck, Mary, kill. Beverly Hills Cop. Back to the Future. Caddyshack.
1: Uh... But Caddyshack, marry back to the future, kill Beverly Hills Cop.
0: Mm, mm, I killed Caddyshack, you know, just not a that that was easy for me. I definitely am oh. fucking uh Beverly Hills Cop and and back to the future.
1: Yeah, see, uh, uh, it takes a lot for me to get into an Eddie Murphy movie. Uh,
0: you know, okay. like my, my, like it my takes favorite, nothing Mor- for me to get into an Eddie Murphy movie.
1: I think my favorite one is probably Trading Places. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I think my second favorite is uh, Dolomite is my name. I love love that movie. Love that
0: movie. I could watch 48 hours every day of the week. Yeah.
1: They just never hit with me. Uh, Okay. Go next one. Next one.
0: Whatever. All right. My next one. What is your favorite movie website that you like to go to to check out movie information?
1: Oh, well, I mean, right now it's Twitter, you know, um, because that's kind of where you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm part, I, I'm in film Twitter, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I I get news from people who forward stuff more. You know, back in the day, it was ain't it cool? Because that's kind of like where everybody went. Yeah, um, I missed that. Place. Then, a film drunk. Uh, I, I love, remember. uh, from Up Rocks. Okay, yeah, it's film drunk. Oh, okay. um, they were really good and i follow some of their writers on twitter now um but yeah i don't go to like one specific place anymore it's it's all twitter
0: there you go i um yeah i like that answer yeah i like indie wire you know they usually give me my best uh, indie stuff and i know what's going on so all right there you go okay
1: turn. um what is your biggest professional missed opportunity
0: are oh, you gonna make me cry on the podcast right now? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you don't have to answer if you don't want.
0: Wow, no, 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 I am all good with that. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe sometimes as stupid as it is, I could have gotten a job on, um, on. So you think you can dance as a uh, not as a producer but a PA and started work because my buddy worked there. Maybe I could have used that to get into other parts of the industry. But then at the same time, I was always like, but then I'm probably just gonna be stuck in reality TV. You know, um, but that was my one kind of opportunity that I had in L.A. That was that was an easy fit that I could have done, but I chose not to do. I chose some other opportunities. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'd say. And I'm I'm glad for it now at this point. I'm like, like I said, I I didn't want to work on reality TV. I'm glad I didn't work on reality TV. I mean, I did some PA stuff, but I'm glad I didn't actually go into that as a profession. Uh,
1: Most of the people I know, especially like editorial who are in. Who started in reality, especially people our age, you know, we got out of college right as the uh, uh we got like a year in, in the field before the uh, writer's strike hit. And uh-huh. then everybody was out of work who wasn't on a reality show. So you had to go to reality shows. And now everyone I know is just stuck in reality land.
0: Uh I couldn't do it, man. I just didn't, I didn't want any part of that. It just hurt my feelings. Yeah. And I get why they do it, but I, I, I couldn't do it. all-time great camera move what is your favorite oh working of a camera
1: like just in general or a specific one
0: specific one if you can conjure up one right now um
1: it's probably super simple um I, I always love the Dolly in during, uh, oh God, what is it in Goodfellas where he's taking the drag off the cigarette?
2: Mm-hmm, yeah,
1: um, but but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, there th- there are a bunch for me. There there are a bunch. Well, let's uh, hit
0: let's hit it. Give me one. Uh, okay, I'll give you one. Do it.
1: There is one that I always cite with my buddy Ryan when we're shooting, and I'm like, I want it like, and he, at this point, he just knows, like Magnolia, and it's the shot in Magnolia that is in the prologue, and it's dolly, and then on this kid, right? Uh-huh. He goes and he says, if that's what they wanted to do, and then like someone takes a picture of him, right? right? And the dolly is fast, and it's on, it's not on a wide lens, so. You know, it's giving you kind of this weird look and it's shaky. It's not smooth. And one thing I don't like about a lot of modern movies is that it feels like they're using technocranes for everything and they're not like actually setting a lot of dolly track or they're doing sliders, which tend to be a little mm. smoother. I, I like a little bit of jank in it, you know? Yeah. Um, And that shot in particular, I absolutely love. Also, I always love this kind of... um crane in in um uh oh man um scarface during the right right as the explosion happens at the end with where they're coming into the door right oh are you talking about was that
0: what scorsese put together or was that, that a different shot
1: okay that wasn't Scorsese. That was Spielberg who shot.
0: Spielberg. I'm sorry. Yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I just found that out. And that shot always stood out to me. And I'm like, it doesn't seem like anything from the rest of the movie. Like them right. coming. In, and then I found out, oh, everything with the guys coming in was directed by Spielberg. And I was like, well, yeah. that makes sense. There you go. But uh, most of them are just simple dollies. It's like a dolly used at the right moment is just perfection. And I'd rather have that than when, you know, you have it on, um, a cam or something like that you know uh there's something about setting it on the ground and moving it in just it it's got a feeling that i love children of men
0: car shot oh yeah epic. yeah the greatest ever yeah boogie nights opening shot you shoot something that you force the studio to have to put in there because it's got the name of the motherfucking movie on the art i just I just yeah. I love I love PTA. I want to make sure that he gets more love since I took a little love away from him for uh liquor's pizza. <laughs> and uh, okay, uh and then the the um the star sequence from 2001. Yay or nay on that?
1: Um I, I mean you've seen Blue Moon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh why do you hate musicals?
0: I love this question. I'm always happy to answer this question. Musicals for me are a lot like sci-fi fantasy in the sense that there's no nothing that grounds it in reality to me. Anytime that anybody busts out into song, whenever they're walking down the street or whatever, that's just not in my realm of reality. And I know people do that. And I know that's a thing. And I know you can see it outside of the spectrum of that, but I've just never been able to do that. And it makes me uncomfortable, probably, if I'm being honest with you, too, because I used to have a family that would sing song, uh, religious songs quite often whenever we were around, especially around this holiday time. And okay, well, I often. think that's the reason. Uh, it definitely could be, too. Yeah, yeah, For sure. For sure.
1: <laughs> no, like, if we're getting to the underlying re-
0: that's it. <laughs> yes, therapist. That may be the uh, the real deep uh, core answer. But, yeah, it just... I don't know. I mean, I've seen I, I probably haven't watched a whole heck of a lot, but I've seen some just like it just I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. It's not it's not real to me. And I know that sounds dumb when you're watching a movie because obviously nothing is real necessarily, but it just never struck me. Also, as it's real.
1: You know, I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, people who tend to gravitate towards movies that are only naturalistic. And it's like for me, what I love about the medium uh, is the fact that it can do things you can't do in reality. You know, like. It's like well, I just see Jodorowsky's reality- yeah.
0: praises, so I yes, I agree. Yeah. It's stupid yeah. and right. I'm not very consistent with my thoughts on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is.
1: I love it. Love it.
0: Best decade of films.
1: Oh. Mm. Films or movies?
0: Best decade of films.
1: Mm. 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 Man. Oh, that's a tough one. Because I say it's probably a tie between the 70s and the 30s. Mm -hmm. The 30s, because when you think of like film noir, you know, classic musicals and uh, when you have um, uh, horror, like the best horror movies ever made, like the, the 30s, man. But then the 70s, God, yeah, that. Man, I don't want to, everyone says the 70s and it, it's I'm going to go with the 30s just because there was there was so much throughout the entire decade. Yeah. And I think the 70s, it took a few years to kind of shake off some of the the formal aspects of the 60s. You know,
0: that's fair. I still pick the 70s. And I'm guessing if you're going to say movies instead of film, you'll say the 80s without a doubt yeah okay
1: with without a doubt
0: here you go
1: um okay this is a this is a non-film question i just wanted to ask you okay what's your least favorite holiday
0: christmas I Did think you, we can take a look need at your to...
1: dislike of musicals <laughs> for the same thing.
0: <laughs> sure. We can, we can dig deep down into that. Uh, yeah. My family never made Is... it a pleasant experience. My mom was always stressed about it from the day after Thanksgiving on it was, we got to put up the holiday things. We got to make it look right. We got to do this. We got to that, that. That goes
1: into our favorite time of year too. Mm. Uh, by the time we're done with this podcast today, we're going to have your Fablemans like completely written. Yeah. For, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Uh, that is that is so true uh thanksgiving would uh thanksgiving is number second favorite since that's coming up because i love to eat uh july 4th is my favorite this my my least favorite hot.
1: my least favorite is thanksgiving mm. um but when i was six on thanksgiving i had the chicken pox real bad Ugh. and i spent the entire day uh in my bed uh eating chicken noodle soup which i refuse to eat to this day <laughs> um And watching reruns of classic Star Trek on a five and a half inch black and white TV until that evening, when my parents called me out into the living room to tell me that, Hey, remember how we had to give up your pet dog who has been your best friend since you were three, Mm -hmm. uh, because we moved into an apartment and we sent him to live with your grandfather in Kentucky. Well, your grandfather was coming home and Buster ran out there to see him and got hit by a truck. Yikes. Happy Thanksgiving.
2: (laughs) Oh,
0: that's brutal. Yeah. Sad, sad note uh, on the movie front, though. I was informed last night by the wife that uh, we will not be watching Pieces of April this year for our Thanksgiving movie because she didn't like it that much. And that made me sad because I was really looking forward to that. But yeah,
1: there's a there's only one movie you watch at Thanksgiving.
0: Well, I thought it was Pieces of April, but apparently it's no, not.
1: No, 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 no. It is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles.
0: I've seen it recently, though. I mean, yes, I agree with you. I hear you. It doesn't but I, matter. I've literally watched it like within the last three months. Oh,
1: but uh, you also hate John Hughes, you monster. Yeah. Okay, question for me.
0: Yes, your question is, who is your favorite actor named Steve? He can also be Steven, spelled any way that you like.
1: Favorite actor named Steven? Steven Root
0: okay that's was, that's was yeah. <laughs> like
1: um Stephen Root uh bats a thousand mm. that guy doesn't miss he's usually the best thing in everything he's in, yes, um, even King of the hill like he has some lines as Bill that just fucking kill me um my biggest problem with most pieces that he's in is that he's not in them enough, and if you want a master class in. Comedic acting, just watch him on news radio.
2: And oh, for he, sure, he's
1: the best. What about you?
0: Uh, uh, Steve McQueen could have been on the list. Uh, Steve uh, Gutenberg, uh, don't say on my list, but I think he's got to be considered. I,
1: I know you mean that unironically.
0: <laughs> uh, who are the other Steve Stephen Colbert, uh, Steve Carell. Uh Oh and I want to give a special shout out to Steve Burton Who's not really necessarily a movie star He's more of a general hospital kind of guy But he has been in some yeah. movies Almost was really big with the Steven Spielberg Taken miniseries that did not take off Like they expected Do you remember that miniseries? Uh, I've been thinking about it a lot because it was
1: really good And people loved it at the time And it was really big uh, yeah. it, it was and it just, it just didn't
0: get any traction at all for whatever reason Steve Burton should have been a big yeah. movie star
1: Uh, It launched uh, What's Her Name that gave her uh, War of the Worlds.
0: Oh, Uh, yes. That that actress. Yes. There you go.
1: Okay. Best Christmas movie.
0: Uh, I've been thinking about this as as not not... favorite. Not favorite. Is it going to be A Wonderful Life? Is that the best?
1: See, I don't even consider that a Christmas movie.
0: Oh well, you obviously it's a suicide movie, but uh, what 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 else? Was also, it, 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 um, I
1: don't know, but it I, I I think it's because I didn't see it until I was like I, I was I was married when I finally saw it,
2: mm, you
1: know. Okay. So I don't associate it with Christmas.
0: Um, my underrated one would be Bad Santa because I've never watched that movie and not laughed the entire time.
1: Yeah, my problem with Bad Santa is just he's so unlikable that and like everyone in that movie is unlikable. That's and why I, I like I usually, it. But that's the best thing I need. <laughs> I need I need one person I can latch on to and like uh, look for. And like here, it's like, I don't want him to win. I don't want him to win that kid. Like, I feel bad for him, mm. you know, and to see him taken advantage of like, it's just like, it's funny, right? It's really funny, but like, it, it's just it, it it's so mean spirited. It seems to like go around the horn to where I, I can't. Mm enjoyed I as much as a lot of other people
0: you. are you gonna say the ref is the best christmas movie um honestly
1: i, I think the best christmas movie is and this is gonna sound so silly um because it's also it, it's such a good christmas movie and such a good comedy that it blurs the lines together and mm-hmm. people don't think of it as necessarily one or the other mm-hmm. right uh national Lampoon's christmas vacation ah okay like it is such a funny movie that people don't when they talk about the best comedies ever made they don't talk about it because oh it's a christmas movie it's like no it's a comedy Mm
2: -hmm. and then when you
1: talk about christmas movies it's like yeah but it's kind of like a dirty comedy it's like yeah but like the whole thing is about getting your family together at christmas and overcoming you know adversity and you know, being thankful for what you have. And like, it's like, it has all the pieces. And I think it does everything so well that nothing stands out. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is it my turn? To ask me? I think so, yeah.
0: Yes. Here you go. We're getting into the tough ones now. I think we both got two left. Here's my one of my last two. And then I've got a big question that we'll get to. And we're going to have to cut it down because I got a big question that we're going to get to. Yeah. So mark one of your questions out. My next one to you is name three perfect movies.
1: Um, let me give me two seconds. I'm actually mm-hmm. going to pull up my letterbox list because there I have go. a list. I love it. Of this, mm,
2: yes, uh, is to live see. and die
0: in LA on it?
1: No, um, because for me, it is movies that aren't necessarily the best, of right? Course. Right, for sure, but movies that like you look at it and you're like, there's nothing wrong with this. And most people can't look at this as anything but good. Right. Yes. yes. Kind of like um, how, how you'll never find someone who just really hates back to the future. <laughs> you know, sure. like, yeah, exactly, like, it's yeah. just not, it's not going to happen. Yep. So uh, I'll give you my list. Yes. I, this is my whole list. Yes. Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Like probably one of the most universally loved movies ever made. Uh, My Cousin Weird.
0: Vinny. Weird one that has universally love. but yes, I agree with you. My Cousin yeah, Vinny? Yes, okay. My Cousin
1: Vinny. Toy Story 2.
0: Oh, okay. I that no Thing You there. Do. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Th- okay. okay, okay. That Thing You Do is such
1: an effortlessly good movie, and it does something that's impossible. It takes a, m- a piece of music written for a song that plays in the movie, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, uh, Like when you have a fake band. And it makes something that's better than most music that's out. Like it's so good. Like it is the perfect one hit wonder. It almost seems like it came out in the 60s. Um, Back to the Future 2, because it is the single tightest script I've ever seen. It's just, there's no fat on it.
0: I got no disagreement there.
1: And then I'm just going to go through the others real quick. Mm -hmm. Some like it hot. The Fugitive. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, Terminator 2, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Karate Kid, Apollo 13, Jaws, Mask of Zorro, The Thing, Ghost, Mm. Demolition Man. Yeah. Like Demolition Man is just a perfect film. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. Classic, Ghostbusters, The Sandlot, and Aliens. Mm-hmm. That is my current list of perfect movies.
0: Nice. I'll give you three real quick okay. of mine: Eight and a Half, Andre Rubelé, and Jaws.
1: Yeah, I think we had different metrics on this because, yes.
0: yeah, yeah, because like I perfect. didn't put like oh. there. I, I yeah. And then for me, also, if I'm going to pick a Kubrick movie for the perfect list, it's going to be Barry Lyndon.
1: Yeah, yeah. If I if I was going on like perfection in the terms of cinematic arts, this would be a far different list. Yeah, yeah. I was going for more of a populist. You can't say anything is wrong with this for sure. You know, like Barry Lyndon, I love, but like ninety percent of people are going to go, it's boring. <laughs> it's boring, right? Yeah. So yeah, right. So okay, okay. So uh, I'm going to drop on my questions. Best TV show of all time.
0: Across all arcs, are we separating this between drama and comedy? Everything. You've got The Wire, Larry Sanders Show, Atlanta. I'm going to give you a top five, so that's three. Um, Twin Peaks. That's going to be my fifth one. Oh, boy, this one is tough. This fifth one is tough. I mean, th- those are pretty unassailable as far as I'm concerned. We can, you know, I I wonder how many people still watch the Larry Sanders show. But if they did, they would understand how perfect that that show is. I,
1: I don't think it would hit for younger generations. Nope, I really, like, really don't.
0: I understand that completely. But that's why I also have Atlanta on the list. The fifth one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a like a like a sitcom because I, you know, I swear by those. That that was my life as a child. But I don't want to say, you know what? Get smart. Fuck it. Get smart. There we go.
1: I'm going with, um, The Twilight Zone, mm, nice. Star Trek: The Next Generation, The Simpsons, uh, Kids in the Hall, mm-hmm. and Breaking Bad.
0: Excellent. I noticed it's in the hall. I I don't.
1: I've got uh, a (laughs) a weird history with Sopranos. Okay. Next one for me.
0: Next one for you. Favorite actor or actress before 1950? They can work after 1950, but they will have had to start before 1950? Cary Grant. Yeah. That's my answer, too. Easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. Your next question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) celeb you most want to meet
0: Gallo. i mean it's going to be an uncomfortable experience and i'm okay with that but it'd be vincent gallo i just i have so many questions that wouldn't have anything to do with the brown bunny or buffalo 66 i swear as an artist i'd be fascinated by him as an outsider of the industry i'm fascinated by him as a real estate mogul i'm fascinated by him um, i would i would love to ask all kinds of bazillion questions to him so uh vincent gallo you nice Um, I've, I've been,
1: I've been very fortunate to have either met or worked with in some capacity. Most of the people I've wanted to work with or Mm. meet. Um, but I think I would, I haven't met Paul Thomas Anderson and I, and that'd be interesting, but man, I I think I'm going to go with uh Jonathan
0: Frakes. Oh, nice. That would be that would be a nice sit down.
1: Because he seems like a good guy, right? And you know, he went from being an actor on a syndicated sci fi show, and then, unlike a lot of people, just said, you know what? I like this world. I'm going to play in this world. And now he's like one of the biggest directors they have. Exactly. Right. And he's directed like everything since. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, I want to I, I hang out with Jonathan Frakes. I'd like to do that. Okay.
0: All right. We're going to wrap up the show today by a little experiment that I'm really curious to see how this is going to go. I want to know how many top tenors of all time do we agree on? So I ask you Ooh. first, how many do you think we can come to an agreement on?
1: Of like top ten movies,
0: top top ten all time, baby.
1: Uh, I I don't think we'd probably agree on almost any of them. <laughs> like I think maybe I think maybe we'd both put like two thousand and one up there just for like, if you're gonna represent sci-fi, which you kind of have to, that's like the best one,
0: mm-hmm. right? Okay.
1: But then again, I also kind of think that Metropolis is bigger and better, right? Um, so I don't know. I don't think we would agree on it at all. I, I think we would mostly agree on like all of these best Spielberg movies, all Spielberg movies ranked lists are like completely wrong. Yeah, they're all so completely wrong.
0: Okay, so I have more confidence in us than, than you did in us. And I said three, three was my guess on how many that we agree on. So let's start off the top. You said 2001, that could be our Kubrick movie. Can we agree 2001? Is Kubrick's representation in the top ten?
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. All I, right. I, I think that's that's his biggest, and that's the one that changes the format of narrative cinema the most. Yeah.
0: I'm going to give you another one that I think that we can agree on that we just talked about. How about for our second agreement? Can we go Back to the Future?
1: We're talking about the best the best films ever made. Ever made. I, I I don't see Back to the Future as even being in the top 20 of best films. Ever okay. Made. All right. Let's get yeah.
0: Back to the Future out. How? Okay. Um, now, if does we're talking a, about
1: favorites, it's a different list. Of course.
0: Does Scorsese make the list? And if so, what will we be looking at?
1: Uh, I think you have to put Goodfellas on there, even though I don't think it's his best movie. I think it's the best representation from him, and it's going to be the one when they say, you know, Martin Scorsese died today. Goodfellas, you know, director of Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be the one he's known for. I think that in almost every formal way, casino is his best. Yeah. But um, it also doesn't have the character work of Goodfellas and the character work is what you, because you, all these guys are likable in some way. Right. Right. Um so, yeah, I, I think I, I think Goodfellas has to be on the top 10. Right. I right. put it there above above Godfather, to be honest.
0: Mm, OK, well, then does Godfather or any Coppola movie make it? <clears throat> Excuse me.
1: I feel like everybody puts Godfather on the list. Um, but like, uh, I don't know.
0: Um, would you put it on the top 10? 10 i put it at number 10 because i respect what it does and uh if i'm not going to have citizen kane on my top 10 i'm gonna have to have something like that so i godfather would be number 10 on my list
1: what about uh best years of our lives
0: i've only seen it once it's been a long time so i can't have an opinion on that too strongly okay
1: because for me that's like third or fourth like i I love that movie yeah
0: do we have a Billy Wilder that we can uh, that we can agree on?
1: I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah, because that's I mean, because I always go to Ace in the Hole first, but I don't know it's on his Best Picture.
1: Man, see, I, I think with us, we'd have to break it down into like by genre or something. You know?
0: Yeah. Nope. but we're gonna keep uh, we're gonna keep mowing along. How about?
1: Well, you like, know where I stand on what I think the best American film of all time is i I, mentioned it in this podcast
0: i give to you the original scarface no no
1: because no because because we have a hitchcock
0: is there a hitchcock we can come to agreement on uh is north by the the top one i don't want to argue for vertigo
1: man uh I'm not going to argue for Vertigo. If I, if I had to put one up there, it'd probably be North by Northwest. Mm -hmm. But like, if we're talking about the greatest films of all, like the, the ones that you would send to space to say, this is who we are as people. I Mm -hmm. don't think it's on the list.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: First of all, you need something that's, you need a romance, right? You need like a romantic film. Okay. Right. 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 And, And I, and I would put, there will be blood on the list because you know, the the original title was oil with an exclamation point, right? That's from the book. And it's all all about, right. And it's all about greed and there's nothing more basic to the human condition than greed. And um, yeah, I, I'd put, I put, uh, there will be blood on the list.
0: Throwing two at you. How about either jaws or Chinatown?
1: uh jaws for sure um, nice look at yeah. us we made
0: it to three yay just
1: because that that's what that's one of those perfect movies that like every exactly. everybody seems to like yeah you know and it's funny because it you know it's a monster movie mashed together with a male melodrama
0: for sure you know mm-hmm. and
1: yeah it's it's so weird that that one works
0: so well uh anything on chinatown chinatown makes the list or no
1: I I don't think I've ever sat through the entire thing in one sitting.
0: God damn it. That hurts my feelings. Do we I, have I a Western? Do we have a Western that we can agree on? The Searchers? The man who shot Liberty Valance? Oh, I'm really partial to
1: Tombstone. I'm real partial to Tombstone. It's so cool. It's so cool.
0: Do we I have a weird, searchers. weird movie that that we, uh, is, there, is there a Jodorowsky or a Repo Man or something in there for you?
1: Oh, man, if, if we were doing like cult classics, Repo Man would definitely be on there. Um, man, I don't know. Like, I've, I've never actually sat down and tried to do a 10 best. I've done 10 favorite, mm. right? But best is such a different. Beast.
0: it is and i love it I, that's why i like to go through the sight and sound top thousand list i go through the afi ones yeah i mean I'm, I'm always trying to find different kind of ideas about this especially as we change because it's so important now because i want to make sure that i'm still adding new films on there i don't always want to be like oh the best film was in 1939 and maybe it's always going to be i don't know i can't say but i still want to have different kind of entries into that whether it's a, a Holy wizard Motors. of
1: oz wizard of oz okay,
2: there you has up. to be on there, there you go. it yeah. has
1: to be up there because i okay um, and it? honestly, I, I, I for what it was able to accomplish at the time, and it really is the epitome of the big studio picture, mm-hmm. I, I think you have to show love to Gone With the Wind. I'm and not against that. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's such a heated topic, and...
0: Yeah, heated topics don't bother me in any way, shape, or form. It's yeah. just about the art, and uh, yeah, I can dig on that.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it, it's so well made, and it shouldn't have happened. Like there, there's a shot Percent. of a there's a shot of a chicken where this camera's in the rain, right? I think like tracking along with a chicken, and all I can think of is they're using a camera that wasn't a a reflex lens, right? Like you couldn't exactly yeah. see what you were shooting. And the camera is like nine feet wide, <laughs> and it's 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 giant. It's this three reel behemoth, and they're able to get this shot that with a chicken now would probably be CG, yeah, right. Just because it would have been
2: easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And
1: it's like the amount of care that went into that one shot. And Then you realize everything in this is stage. It's either stage or backlot. There's nothing out, you know, just in the wilderness they didn't go to the south to shoot it and you're like this it's such a huge task and i know you don't like musicals but i think you have to have it i think you have to have a musical on the list because it is such a big part music is such a big part of being human and musicals are such an integral part of all movies you know 1929 forward right right and in that case i am putting uh singing in the rain on the list because it's just it's the best
2: Hmm. Hmm.
0: That makes me want to add Tango and Cash to the list, but I'm not going to do it. I won't do that to us today, my friend. I will leave that for another time. See, we made it to four. I'm proud of us. We almost made it to halfway there. That's good stuff by us.
1: It's a weird list.
0: We are at another perfect episode of Matt men movies podcast, where we have told you all the answers to all the questions that you've been thinking about for this week. But at the end of the episode, we always like to leave you with a little bit more and tell you what we've been watching, what we think that you would be entertained by as you go about the holiday season. So, Matt, I switch it over to you. What should the people be watching this week?
1: Blue Moon. Go watch Blue Moon. It is available to buy and rent on Amazon Prime Video right now. Uh, Blue Moon uh, 2022. Type that. If you type in Blue Moon, you'll find it. It's the newest one. But if you want to type in 2022 after, it'll come up. But uh, it's on Amazon Prime to rent and buy. It is going to be on Play Now Media, one of their channels soon. And Tubi, it was delivered last night to Tubi. So it will be on Tubi fairly soon. So if you don't want to pay for it, watch it on Tubi and you'll just have to deal with commercials every like 10 minutes or so, which is no big deal. But watch it. Um, be the first. Per- if you watch it, please leave a review somewhere uh it, it helps um drive engagement and get more people to see it also it'll help make me a better filmmaker mm, you know sure. i i i i i I make movies you know i i want people to see them uh, so please like, what a novelty it, idea yeah yeah and i want to know what you think like i really i really want to know what people think and I, when i first started sending this out to people they were like oh yeah and do you want me to be honest? Please, please. And when I heard from like four people in a row, hey, uh, the music is uh, a little loud at this part. You know what I did? I mixed it down,
2: mm-hmm. you know?
1: And, you know, that it's the only way we learn is, is feedback. So yeah, t- check out Blue Moon. It'll probably
0: make you feel something. And no one's hated it yet. That's true. Whether it's in your pants or your heart, you'll feel something. <laughs> <laughs> um i support wholeheartedly that pitch go watch blue moon check it out do the reviews and after you do that you know what double feature it with american movie they don't match yeah. in any way shape or form at all but i love that movie i saw it in the theater this last week um that thing is so much fun it's also so uh, i was a little terrified on how much that guy reminded me of myself um so that was a little bit of introspection i had for the week but uh, uh also r.i.p r.i.p as well that's why they were showing it so for
1: sure um uh question for you before we go yeah what would be a good movie that pairs with blue moon
0: a good movie to pair with blue moon all right let me see let me go in the old uh mind box here that i just shot off and turn it back on and tell the people if they want to double feature that with something Ooh. i uh, almost said kramer versus kramer but i'm not gonna say that. <laughs> um uh you know i would say what well, damn it funny. You, you you may have got me there because now i'm distracted with fucking kramer versus kramer well, well here my,
1: my wife's right here let me ask her honey what would a pair well with magnolia. my wife says magnolia
0: love it I I, I I see that i see that
2: there you go although that's
1: that that's a really depressing
0: double feature it is not uplifting. That is for sure. Make yesterday. sure
1: there's no there are no firearms in the house if you do that double feature.
0: Yes. Do not take <laughs> a handful of pills thereafter. No. All right, we're at the end of the show. Anything left to say to the people before we go?
2: Leah.